48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kem. The headlines, University of Hong Kong scientist downplays fears of a mass COVID outbreak here due to highly infectious strains. Singapore reduces by a week the quarantine requirements for people from Hong Kong. The DAB's Holden Chow calls on the police to act over the planned private screening of three documentaries about the 2019 social unrest. A co-convener of the government panel on COVID vaccines has downplayed fears of a mass outbreak due to highly infectious strains recently found here. Professor Ivan Hung from the University of Hong Kong praised government efforts in containing the spread of the new variants. He urged people to get vaccinated as soon as possible and not to wait for second-generation jabs, which may not arrive until next year. The Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine still remains effective against the South African strain despite the antibody level drop by about 60%. But because of the antibody achieved by this vaccine is very high, so even though the antibody dropped against the South African virus, the vaccine still remain effective against, uh, the protection still effective against these variants. For Sinovac, unfortunately, currently there are no publication yet or the efficacy against the variants. So still, we're still waiting for these uh, publications. Medical experts said there's no evidence that door hooks spread the mutated COVID strain at a quarantine hotel. Yesterday, the Centre for Health Protection said the virus could have been spread by the hooks but are, that are used by staff to hang mailboxes on. But Professor David Hoy of the Chinese University said no virus was found on any of the hooks tested. Respiratory medicine specialist Leng Chi Chu said it was more likely to be airborne transmission. For uh, these hotels, uh, because many of them have a very long corridor, some of them may not be very well ventilated. Uh, when uh, individuals open uh, the doors, especially if when they are not wearing the mask, there is a risk that contaminated air uh, may get into the corridor. A programming expert says privacy issues are among the hurdles facing the government if it is to introduce another mobile phone app for its vaccine bubble scheme in just over a week. Catering representative says she's been told a new app will allow restaurants to verify customers' COVID-19 vaccination record. Wang Huwa, who represents the IT sector on the election committee, says he's also concerned if the app were to be combined with the government's location recording Leave Home Safe app. If you talk about launching a new app within a month, then that would be more like, do they really have enough time to make sure that the implementation and also the privacy issue have been dealt with correctly? But then if you talk about integrating the vaccination record with the reform state, that would leave another issue that the same app would own too much information that they have the geographical information. They may have the personal information like the vaccination record. They also have your personal ID inside the same app, then people will still be afraid of the application in either way. DAB lawmaker Holden Chow has claimed a pro-democracy trade union is at risk of violating the national security law over its private screenings of three documentaries about the 2019 social unrest. He was speaking to reporters after the pro-government headline newspaper reported that the Confederation of Trade Trades Unions was organising the event exclusively for its members. Three movies are about the police siege at the Polytechnic University, the clashes at the Chinese University and the storming of LegCo. Mr Chow alleged that the union may be advocating terrorism. These events to incite serious violence, riots 
or causing subversion are all prohibited. Um, if you read the uh, national security law, if you read the article 24 to 27. So um, I think that there is a doubt that these people who organize these events might be against the law, and I urge uh, the police to take swift action and legal enforcement. Singapore has reduced by a week the quarantine requirements for people from Hong Kong. It says from Friday, people who've stayed in Hong Kong for at least 14 consecutive days can do seven days at home quarantine. A 20-year-old student has been sent to a training centre for vandalising pro-Beijing lawmaker Junius Ho's office in 2019. The appeal court's decision comes after a second application from the Department of Justice to review Anson Chu's sentence. Mr Long reports. Chu, who's been diagnosed with hyperactivity disorder, had earlier pleaded guilty to smashing the glass walls at Junius Ho's office in Chinwan on July 22, 2019, a day after the July 21st Yunlong mob attacks. He was originally given a 12-month probation by the Shantin Magistracy last August, but was sentenced to 200 hours community service four months later, following a sentence appeal by the DOJ. But prosecutors still thought that the sentence was too lenient and applied for a review of sentence for a second time. The pro-government lawmaker, for his part, said he'd received a letter of apology from the 20-year-old, adding that he accepted the young man's apology. Beijing has confirmed that President Xi Jinping will attend a virtual U.S.-led summit on climate change tomorrow. The Foreign Ministry said Mr Xi will deliver a speech through video link after representatives from both countries met in Shanghai and agreed to cooperate on the climate issue. The former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin has been convicted of the murder of George Floyd, the African-American man whose death sparked worldwide protests against racism. After a three-week trial, the jury found him guilty on three counts of murder and manslaughter. The verdict has been held as an historic moment for race relations and police accountability in the United States, a point made by President Biden. This is a time for this country to come together. There can never be any safe harbor for hate in America. The battle for soul of this nation has been a tug of war between the American ideal that we're all created equal and the harsh reality that racism has long torn us apart. So we can't leave this moment or look away thinking our work is done. We have to listen. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Those are George Floyd's last words. We can't let those words die with him. Jerry Blackwell is a special prosecutor in the case. No verdict can bring George Perry Floyd back to us. But this verdict does give a message to his family that he was somebody, that his life mattered, that all of our lives matter. And that's important. And I also hope that this verdict, for all of the rest of collective, all of us, will help us further along the road toward a better humanity. The Floyd family welcomed the verdict as an historic moment. One of George Floyd's brothers, Fulonese, said he would continue to fight every day for all victims of racial injustice. I'm not just fighting for George anymore. I'm fighting for everybody around this world. Yeah. I get calls, I get DMs, people from Brazil, from Ghana, from Germany. Everybody, London, Italy, they're all saying the same thing. 
we won't be able to breathe until you're able to breathe. Today, we are able to breathe again. Three other former police officers involved in Mr Floyd's deadly arrest will go on trial later this year. The rights group Amnesty International says the number of executions worldwide fell more than a quarter last year. Amnesty recorded 483 executions in 18 countries, the lowest number in over a decade. But the figures don't include China, which remains the world's biggest user of capital punishment. It's BBC's Caroline Hawley. Amnesty International says China remains the world's most prolific user of capital punishment. Thousands of people are believed to be put to death every year. Behind China comes Iran, followed by Egypt and Iraq, and then Saudi Arabia, though Amnesty recorded a sharp decrease in executions there, the lowest number since 2010. In America, the Trump administration resumed federal executions last year after a break of 17 years. But overall, according to Amnesty, the use of the death penalty is continuing to decline around the world. With less than five months until US troops leave Afghanistan, a top US general has said he has grave doubts about Taliban's reliability. Marine General Frank McKenzie, head of US Central Command, told a congressional briefing he was not sure the Taliban would uphold the agreements they'd made. Here's BBC's Jane O'Brien. The planned withdrawal of American troops from Afghanistan has always carried the risk that the Taliban could renege on its promises. US Marine General Frank McKenzie now says he has grave doubts about the Taliban's reliability. The group waged an insurgency after the US ended its rule in 2001 but became a key negotiating partner in talks to end America's longest-running war. General McKenzie now warns the Taliban will have to keep to agreements if it wants international recognition. Dozens of US and Brazilian celebrities, including the actor Leonardo DiCaprio and musician Gilberto Gil, have sent a letter to President Biden urging him not to agree any environment deals with Brazil's President Jair Bolsonaro. The United States has been holding talks with Brazil since February on the possibility of collaborating to stop the increasing destruction of the Amazon rainforest. BBC's Candace Piet reports. Deforestation has surged under Mr Bolsonaro, who has weakened environmental protections, but the government has recently changed its tune. Last week, Brazil's Environment Minister Ricardo Salles said his country was open to foreign aid and needed a billion dollars to eliminate illegal deforestation. Environmental and indigenous groups say Mr Bolsonaro's new approach to the Amazon is not to be believed. The celebrities urged Mr Biden to listen when they said any deal with Mr Bolsonaro risked legitimising his policy to increase deforestation, not to decrease it. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 28,675. That's 462 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $91 billion. Currency is the US dollar is trading at 108.01 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 20 cents. Pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 81 cents. Sport and the proposed European Super League has collapsed after the big six English Premier League football clubs pulled out of the breakaway project following a furious backlash by fans and threats from football authorities. Manchester City were the first to announce their withdrawal. They're joined by Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal and Tottenham, with Chelsea following. Reaction to the plans has been largely one-sided. Players, managers, governing bodies, politicians and especially fans have all spoken against the creation of a Super League. 
Here are some voices against the idea, starting with the former England captain, Alan Shearer. The Super League have chucked a grenade at the Premier League and chucked a grenade to everyone else. Well, chuck one back. Ban them. Ban them immediately if you can. Sport can't go and overturn competition law. It can't go and overturn employment law. Well, it would have wrecked everything. It would have wrecked English football. It would have wrecked the Premier League. It would have wrecked our experience as Chelsea fans. And, and you know, it's, it's winning and losing, isn't it? Only the owners of the 12 rebel clubs appear to want the new money-spinning division. The withdrawal of England's Big Six leaves only six other clubs from Spain and Italy still involved. Here's the BBC's Alex Capstick. All six English clubs, they've pulled out. Manchester City was the first club to confirm its departure. The club released a statement saying that it has begun the process of leaving the Super League. They were followed by Manchester United, Arsenal... Uh, Tottenham and Liverpool. A statement from Manchester United read that we have listened carefully to the reaction from our fans, the UK government and other stakeholders. We remain committed to working with others across the football community to come up with sustainable solutions to the long-term challenges facing the game. Um, Arsenal tweeted, it was very simple, we made a mistake and we apologise for it. Chelsea, I haven't mentioned them yet, but we know they are also preparing to drop out. And there were incredible scenes outside their ground, Stamford Bridge, earlier uh, in the evening. Hundreds of Chelsea supporters had gathered to protest against the club's involvement in the Super League. The team buses carrying players from Chelsea and their opponents, Brighton, for the evening's Premier League match. They struggled to pass by. And when the news filtered through that Chelsea was about to withdraw from this new venture, there was an eruption of absolute joy, wild celebrations on the streets. It was as if the club had, had just won the, the Champions League. The decision was taken by the, the club's owner, Roman Abramovich, and the board. That was before tonight's protest, and it was in response to all of the negative reaction, which, uh, you know, as you've been talking about, has been pretty much non-stop over the past 48 hours. It, it seems that the six clubs are completely misjudged the strength and the vehemence of the opposition, especially from the fans. Chelsea have now confirmed that they are withdrawing from the European Super League. Let's also hear from the head of European football. Here's the UEFA president, Alexander Seferin, thanking those who were not supporting the breakaway Super League. Thank you for fending off the attempts to destabilise our game, made by a small group of individuals determined to disregard and steamroll over the values we all share. You are true football lovers and the fans of, our, of your respective clubs are lucky that they have you. And now to end the news, the top story once again. University of Hong Kong scientists downplays fears of a mass COVID outbreak here due to highly infectious strains. That's the news from RTHK. <laughs>
Who get your lover and a relay rock it? Run it over and you move on up now. Don't become 